This show is about nothing and everything at the same time. We are a diverse group with our own ideas and experiences, which in no way is meant to represent an absolute truth. We know nothing. The three of us have our own biases, experiences, and are just looking to pursue deeper understanding. We're bound to make mistakes in our pursuit of shared wisdom. You're invited to learn along with us. Psych Ward, Psych Ward, Psych Ward. Psych Ward, Psych Ward, Psych Ward. Welcome today to the Psych Ward. We're covering our friend Clark Joseph Kent. You know him as Superman, and we're going to talk about his psychology, what makes him up, this this orphaned boy in Earth. So everybody knows Superman. Superman's one of the most iconic symbols, and um, in, in as far as he, the human race goes, it's one of the one uh, well known as much as the crucifix for um, for Jesus, right? So super, Superman is one of the most iconic symbols, and everybody knows the origin of Superman, right? An alien that comes here as a child, grow, uh, crash lands in Kansas, and grows up as a farm boy alongside his uh, as his um, his parents, Jonathan and Martha Kent. Um, so, like, who raised him as a normal normal kid? And I think, like, I went as a as a kid that grew up in the like the you know the eighties and nineties. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm a huge fan of Superman. I love Superman. I was growing up, especially the Christopher Reeves version. Um, it was a huge, huge kind of thing to watch. Like, it's probably like a lot of the inspiration for the baseball thing. Like, you know, it's really cool. Like, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when they're trying to get him to play baseball, and the guy's trying to like throw baseballs to him in the farm, and Clark just keeps striking out. And then they drive away and he just kind of tosses the ball in the air and just like hits it out of the whole entire planet. <laughs> and I thought it was one of the coolest things ever. And I still to this day remember that scene and I always like fondly uh, remember it, you know. So, uh, but yeah, so we're, today we're just talking about Superman and see what's going on. So, Tao, what is your favorite version of Superman? Like, do you like the, the old school movie? Do you like the comic book versions, the Snyderverse versions, the Justice League Unlimited? Like, what what is your or what is your favorite version of Superman? Even like you can even put in the video game version that people the younger the younger generation seems to love. I think the video game version is a little bit darker though um, than what most people would be used to in terms of Superman. Um, and that's actually really hard because, you know, he, I will say that my first Superman was probably the Christopher Reeves version. I absolutely loved watching those movies when I was a child and I was very annoyed at the, you know, new version that they made a sequel or whatever it's called with. Um, and I absolutely loved them, even if they weren't huge productions they had really cheesy lines um so i i enjoyed those a lot but i think my heart will always be with the animated series like that is really my dive into comics it's how i got into batman i loved also the fact that you know there were a constant continuous storylines and that the 
two series would occasionally interact with each other. And I think that for me, that was the closest on screen of what it was like to read the comics because I didn't read the comics till later on. And so when you're reading the comic books, you do see a lot of the interactions, the crossovers between the different series. Um, and when I saw that in the animated series, I enjoy that a lot. So I would definitely say the animated series version was my favorite. What about you, Spence? You like Smallville, Spence? Smallville? <laughs> no, he he likes uh, <laughs> Lois and Clark that version. Lois no, and I mean, Clark. so yeah, I mean, those are the eras where I was paying attention. I mean, like that was what was on TV as I was growing up, right? You had what ABC, I think, had Lois and Clark. You also had um, the the other versions, the WV versions, um, Smallville. I, I mean, I like Smallville because it's, you have this kind of coming into his own Clark Kent, right? And it's like teenage Clark Kent. Uh, the other movies, it, they have to get to, to his adulthood uh, and and deal with all that. Uh, most cartoons they're dealing with his adulthood. Yeah, he's everybody's, everybody just likes to, you know, be around him because he makes people feel good. There's a few episodes, like especially in Justice League, right? Where um, one of my favorite episodes of that was when Boston Brand, Boston Brand, um, Brand the Dead Man, like jumps into Superman and kind of go has his body and he's going around doing stuff. And then Superman, like once he leaves Superman's body, he like Superman just goes, "Yeah, it's just this place down the road, and it has the best hamburgers and milkshakes." And then he's like, "Where am I?" Right? So like, and I think that that kind of stuff is really fun. Um, to kind of look at Clark as more still a very much like country boy, which makes it kind of more fun, especially. Um, and there's a lot of times in Justice League where they'll like they'll insult him by like talking. So, like, you know, he's like, so it's like he's so human. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, oh, none taken. Like he really does like love being like a part of this world and uh, being human is like one of the things that he really strives to be like. And I think that's kind of like. What I love, I know, like, what I love about Superman um, is probably what not the new generation doesn't like about him, right? They want him to be this guy that just tears things to pieces and breaks things and makes it, like, you know, and just kind of violent and kind of like mon like like a monster, right? The things that I love about, like, Superman are, are, are mostly, like, the big, bl the big blue Boy Scout things. Like, you know, like, where he's, like, more fun and more, um, you know, approachable and nice and the fact that he can resist all his emotions is is probably one of the greatest one of his greatest powers is being able to resist any urge of being angry where he can like when all of us have had bad days and having a bad day can make us shout make us yell make us slam things down throw things and if superman even kind of dipped into any of that stuff he can destroy like destroy and hurt so many people around him um and being able to resist that base urge and then almost make it a part of your day-to-day uh, -day thing makes that makes him just better than you and all of your superhero friends that you like. Because <laughs> he's able to resist all of that, all that built-in, um, those human emotions that, cause, uh, that can cause us a lot of damage. And he's able to kind of um, own those. And almost like in this monk-like state, walk around and not even knowing that he can keep that in, under control which I kind of find that to be a huge feat that they don't really talk about as much, you know? Well, um, the, I don't know how you the, guys I mean, feel about that. As you talk about that juxtaposition between what, who people want to see Superman as, right? Like you look at, I'm just, I'm looking at the movies that were created in the seventies and eighties, right? With Christopher Reeve. And then you have more so I'd say, I mean, they have some actors, but Henry Cavill 
his versions in 2013 on uh, till recently that you look at this character who is more destructive and, and less humanistic ultimately in, in a lot of ways. I don't know. What do you think, Tao? I mean, yeah, I recently... Because you don't, you don't like the... You're like... You don't like the Snyder version, like, no. version, right? You don't, I don't like the Snyder version Not at all. all. Yeah. Um, and I <laughs> I forced myself to watch the Snyder cut. And so this is very much fresh in my memory. You know, the revival of Clark um, and how he just immediately goes into destruction mode. Um, partially because, you know, uh, what is it? What is his name? Why am I black? Blinking on his name. Which one? Um, Cyborg. Cyborg's like defense system automatically attacked him, right? But it doesn't matter. Like, first instinct was just there's a threat in front of me. I'm like, his instinct matched the instinct of the computer programming in Cyborg, which is there's a threat in front of me. In front of me I need to immediately attack it, not assess the situation, not care about any of the damage that's happening, not caring who exactly I'm murdering, just that there's strong people in front of me and I need to destroy them. Um, and I think that, you know, overall, I have mixed feelings about Superman because I loved him growing up. And later on, as I guess he's changed in the movies and comics, my like passion for his character has waned a bit. And it's because Superman himself is just a universe and story breaking character. He is impossibly strong, impossibly powerful. I'm looking at the list of all of his superpowers right now. There's like 15 different <laughs> bullet points, not counting the sub bullet points underneath them. He can do anything. And so it's one of those things where, you know, there would be no story. There would be no, you know, good versus evil because Clark Kent and you know, Superman can take care of it all. And so you need that, you know, Boy Scout attitude, that control, that I want to be good. I am good. I attitude. Humility. Yeah, that humility. Otherwise, yeah. there wouldn't be a story. And I think that's the, the problem with him nowadays. Like for me, right? I think like what, what the new generation's uh, Superman, who we grew up with, uh, Christopher Reeve's Superman was our Superman, right? And then so therefore when uh, the new generation Superman is Captain America, Captain America has become the new uh, Superman for this 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 next generation growing up, which is like, it's, it's not a bad trade-off. I love Cap as much as I love Superman. Um, so, but the thing is, what I think the problem is, is that like he basically um, took on what Superman was, right? Like, like the new like Cap is basically taking on the persona of what Superman used to be. And then that's why people are liking him. <laughs> but then you're just like, but it's basically it's basically Clark. But you just put a shield on him and all these other things. And, um, you know, and I think that's kind of like what like if they kept it consistent. Yeah, he's boring. And yeah, he can be boring. But yeah, he can go like get ice cream for all the kids and play baseball with people and not hurt any of them <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So and I think that's like a lot of the 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 um what makes him special and when you take that away and you make him a tyrant where he's like murdering people or burning whole or like lobotomizing people then you're just like i well, i don't know if i should like him or should i be scared of him or what, was he jaded right? i mean is it and, is the modern superman jaded 
So, so I have a whole theory on the reason why the Snyder Cut version is is dumb, right? Like why, like that that Superman went down a different, uh, different, a different path than the one we grew up with, and I really think it comes down to um, killing off Jonathan Kent. So I think like when at the beginning of that movie, him like killing himself and not letting him save himself sent Superman down this road of not having any, like, no male, no male support, no basically somebody to walk him through things or and to guide him through some of the biggest issues in this world that caused him to be lost. And then you're basically, and then he's deciding things on his own without any kind of, um, without, like, a father figure, which is basically sending him down a road where he is, like, figuring it out on himself and then obviously making poor decisions because he doesn't have and then especially in that in the Snyder version like his dad dies while he's still a teenager which makes it even more um tragic and harder to deal with and not only that like he almost commits suicide right so you're saying like his dad like Jonathan Kent in the Snyder cut commits suicide which is so unlikely of a character to do, like in a, a character of uh, Jonathan Kent to even whose son, do, whose son is this character? Like you've instilled all these values and this care, like this humanity into the most powerful being ever. <laughs> and then commit suicide. Yeah, it doesn't make right? sense. So, right. So therefore, you you do that, and you basically show the fact that you just want to commit suicide, and it really sucks for me because I love Kevin Costner, and I thought it was such brilliant casting for him to be Jonathan Kent. And I'm a huge fan of Kevin Costner. Um, and I like, especially he fits that role so perfectly for his age because, you know, all the baseball movies he did and all this other stuff makes him perfect for Jonathan Kent. And then when you do that, it just kind of destroys that whole thing. And I feel like not not killing off Jonathan Kent that way. Like you basically like or or it, like it would have even been easier to make it an accident where Clark didn't get there on time. That's better than committing suicide. You're sitting here watching somebody die in front of you that is supposed to be guiding you and wanting to guide you, and that's just giving Maybe up. It's... And therefore, it causes a lot more, uh, causes emotionally a lot more going on, makes you kind of more dark, makes you go down a path that is just not the same, and it makes you exactly what the Snyder Cut is. <laughs> so it's like, or you're doing things like what we've seen him do like you know and i just like uh i think that is the the pivotal moment in in that version of superman that causes him to be what he is now like even though now they're trying to do the after the de death thing and after the coming back he is now the christopher reeves version like he died and came back and now he is the nice version right but then tao even said at the end of that movie he still did some stuff that was just like oh he doesn't care yeah i mean it's <laughs> well it's, the, the way i see superman is that he he wants to be good he is good um and you know he would prefer that you follow the law and bring justice to a villain um not just killing them but actually maybe detaining them and giving them an opportunity perhaps to change their ways and so i found it very interesting that in the snyder cut that they literally the rest of the justice league literally you know just completely annihilates someone right in front of him and he's okay with it he's just like yeah go ahead chop off his head you know <laughs> kill him it's fine it's cool i mean 
And that's that's not the Clark Kent or Superman that I know of. Like he's a lot of the problems yeah. that you see in the comic books and also in the cartoon is because, you know, they refuse to kill the villain. And so then the villain manages to escape and causes more chaos. Yeah. But, you know, their job is to always deal with the problem. So they just kind of suck it up and, and deal with it. You know, the thing is, like, as you bring that up, I thought, like, a bet. I don't know if you saw it, and we're spoiling it for you, Spence, but, um, <laughs> or you even care, right? <laughs> so, but I think, like, you know, what you're, what you're, what you're describing, Tao, and is the fact that, like, I feel like what you're saying is when they were about, when she was about to cut his head off, Wonder Woman, uh, cut the villain's head off, like, it would have been more in character for him to stop that from happening and just throw the dude through the portal, right? And then you see Darkseid kill him. Right, like for his failure or whatever else, that would have made like a thousand oh, yeah. times more sense to like if, if he if he itself, I mean right? if he beat him to a pulp through him and say like look this is what I'm going to do to you if you try to come here yeah um yeah. and then yeah if yeah. he was just uh, murdered by Darkseid that would make more sense because that's a villain move it's not a Superman move and the thing about Superman is you know yeah. we derive the term superhero from him. Um, and as yeah, much as I hate sure. how powerful he is, he is the quintessential superhero. So we need someone to kind of be the pillar of what is good. And that's supposed to be him. And he's not that anymore. Um, and it bothers me a lot. And I also think that, you know, one thing that you said earlier about how it would have been better if maybe he had just not gotten there in time. Um, I think that also would have been better because, you know, the whole point of that death scene was that he was told, you know, don't use your powers, don't stand out, don't do this. Um, and I think that probably created a lot of anger down the line of like, why do I have this if I can't use it, right? Yeah, um, I can. Yeah, resentment, right? So resentment towards his father, towards like trying to hide it. And that's the difference between like the Clark, like the Jonathan Kent and the relationship between Jonathan Kent and Clark Kent, that like he was, he was very adamant about, no, use your powers, but make yeah. sure you're careful about it, right? Like, and use them for like the, it was almost the same line of where you get Spider-Man, like, and Uncle Ben, and Uncle Ben saying, well, if you have these powers, it's your responsibility to use them. And it's the same thing Jonathan Kent would do, but do, he's, oh, but we don't want you in any kind of, like, harm or or getting, like, messed with, so you need to use them, like, you know, to the best of, like, not being seen and not being known about, just to keep you safe, right? And that's the difference, and I do believe, <laughs> yeah, that, that was probably the, the pivotal part where either... Zack Snyder is just an idiot or he like or he thought he can make him darker for the new generation. Right. And um, and then for some people love this version. Right. We're probably there's probably tons of people that love this version of, because he's damaged and he's depressed. And but that's not who you need in somebody with that much power, with that much power. You need to somebody to be sure of themselves and 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 control of themselves with that much power like you're to the same time he has so much power and there's responsibility with having that much power and also being able to kind of keep that under control and if you can't then you're you're just a bad guy yeah i mean you're I think, you're in two right? different when you hit those two different worlds i was thinking to spider-man right you have peter parker and his, and when 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 they're the main uh male in their life pat dies like how it affects them uh, I mean, the difference between Spider-Man and Superman, right? You were looking at just really quickly because it's, it's about Spider-Man or Superman uh, is Spider-Man doesn't have his powers at birth. 
And so, and Superman does, and he grows up like running around the earth and doing all these things that as a child, right. And having the, the, that power and also just being able to have that temperament to be able to be like, okay, I'll hold it back. I mean, as most kids are going to, are going to, if they had that power, they're going to be like, shoot, I'm going to show it. I'm going to show it off. Um, you're going to, you're going to have to reckon yeah. with the, me and my ego. Uh, right. Superman mm -hmm. doesn't Clark Kent doesn't exhibit an ego uh, until yeah now and that makes me think right with any character uh, I mean we're talking about the soup the power of Superman but it's also the power of um, I guess Hollywood and whoever's creating like displaying this particular version of this character right is he a puppet in a way or I mean or uh, and, and then how do they uh, manipulate that power of who we see as Superman, right? And so it's it makes it a tricky game when when we're we're talking about like this isn't the Superman we know, right? And then, you know, on some level, it's probably not supposed True. to be the Superman True. we know, right? But it's supposed to an be, evolved one. But it also should it, still embody an evolved the spirit, one. Yeah. right? He, he should still have right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tal looks like you want to say something, but it's 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 almost like he has that root. He has that um that personhood that he grew up with right that's still within him uh he probably has some pain and some depression like you're talking about i haven't seen that but at the same time uh where's the composure right yeah and i think like, like we said if we go backwards enough like you're saying that he'd be since he's had this power since birth like 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 if there was no there was nobody in to rein you in right if you kind of go into the like what we what we talked about like in a few episodes ago with michael jordan if you didn't have your father there to actually kind of keep your ego in check and your mother to keep you in check you basically run wild and act like an idiot and do really stupid things right without that kind of guidance and that kind of pushing it <laughs> Right. You get Dennis, right? Yeah. So you get Dennis if you don't, if you didn't have, if Jordan didn't have his father, which everybody knows throughout the history, history of the Bulls and the NBA, they knowing that his dad was at every game. He was there at every single thing. He basically, whenever Jordan started getting in, getting in his own head, his parents pulled him out, said, no, you're going to do this and you're going to go down this line. And I think if you look at that same archetype and put that on why Clark was supposed to be a certain way, it had a lot to do with his father, right? So, and because like, even with, as a baby being stronger than an adult, you have to have the patience already as an adult to be able to deal with this type of kid. So therefore taking that away just ruins that character for the new generation, unless that's what they were trying to do, right? And I just, I just, but how would you want to ruin him? Because that is the perfect way of ruining that kind of character is basically having father issues, right? With so the most powerful person in the world having daddy issues will make it really difficult for not just not just for him, but for anyone. And I think that's kind of like a one of the the crucial things in, in Zack Snyder's world that he makes that character unlikable. Um, you know, when people can agree or disagree, they're totally open to that. But I do think um, that's pretty a solid well, kind of look at that character. Well, maybe he just Snyder wanted to balance out Batman's mommy issues with his daddy issues. Um, <laughs> Well, that makes sense. With Which, the please, Spence, right? if you can, please sp splice in a Martha at the intro. When you are never a god, you are never even a man. You're letting him kill Martha. <laughs> <laughs> 
we talk about his mom. Anyway, uh, thank you, New, for our yeah. sports sports analogy of the episode. And yes, um, totally, totally. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. And of the greatest of all time, you know. And then, what, Sal, real quick, who? Okay, like when it comes down to the greatest of all time, Sal, whose number does LeBron James have? Oh, that's right. We don't need it. The, the conversation's over. How do you think LeBron James is the best who's, ever? Whose number does he have? No. no, I'm saying whose number does he wear? I was like, who's the, whose number does he wear? Because it's, it's not. Yeah, his it's completely really off topic. But we've been we've been having some like discussion of you know original Space Jam versus LeBron Space Jam lately. Uh, anyway, so okay. So well, so let we go. Let's go. Let's take it back, right? So like, I swear, I'm, I agree with you guys when you look at like even Super Friends and all these other things. We're looking at Clark, like Clark just being just a likable guy, right? With all the powers, with everything he's able to do, he's always done the right thing. Um, even in the Justice League Unlimited versions, he's always done the right things. He's made the hard calls, but he's always done. He's always tried to do the right thing. And um, and I think that's the that's the beauty of the character. And then when you look at the comparison between him and Batman, you're seeing um, there's a lot. That's why it makes those two so compatible is because they're so different. Um, and I like them both. Right. So there's a there's a few versions that I, there's a few like um, really good cartoon versions of both of them in some kind of um, uh, way where they complement each other. So I remember this like you remember you guys remember the show The Batman. It's like a show. Anyways, there's a there's an episode where Batman basically he, he goes in a soup. So it's called a kids show. It's a kids show, right? But so there's a really cool episode where like Batman's basically like he's doing something, and then he Superman just shows up, and he's there. They're like fighting a villain, and then Superman shows up, doesn't know who he is, but then he uses his X-ray vision, and he sees he's all he's all stay out of my way, Bruce, and he just flies away. And then Bruce gets mad, and he just looks at him like he's really pissed because he can just see through his helmet, right? So Bruce goes back, goes home, and he does all this stuff with the computer. And then he goes to the apartment of Clark Kent and just waits outside the door. And then he hands him, he hands him like this thing of kryptonite in a lead box. And he's all, he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "How did you find me?" He's all, "Well, I would just look at the, I would just look at the, um, the booms of the, like the, like of Superman flying and see where they are at the most. They come up on the, on in the sky." And it's around this apartment and the Daily Planet. And there's only one person that works at or that's at both of these places. Thought that was really amazing because then you see you're looking at Superman using overcompensating with his powers, then Batman having to use his head in order to yeah. kind of like stalemate, right? And I always thought that was very, very um, good writing of, of and kind of complementing both characters. And then I think the la another one was really cool was like uh, Batman Brave and the Bold. They showed Batman go to another planet. And he like was from Earth, so he basically, for some reason, he gets Superman's powers because of the thing. So he has strength and everything like that. He goes through and he's just using like Superman's powers. And at one point, he gives them up because he says he doesn't want to have to rely on it because he basically it changes your psychology when you just think that you can do everything by smashing everything <laughs> instead of actually using your head. And so Batman would just give them up so he can kind of like use his head more instead of just relying on his natural abilities. And I think that's kind of like the difference between the two characters, which makes them both um, very much yeah, viable. I mean, they are a definitely space, a popular know? combo. I mean, one of my favorite short series, I guess you could say short of comics is the old in the early 
2000s, they did a Superman Batman comic that went for uh, a while and they would bring in different um, writers every few story arcs to just talk about short stories of Superman and Batman teaming up. Um, not to be confused with Batman Superman, which was then released in the late or the early 2010s, then canceled, then brought back again in 2019. And of course, not to be also confused with with Batman versus Superman, the movie. So uh, clearly they are a very like popular <laughs> combo. Um, and I just want to rewind a bit um, going back to, you know, Spence's thing with with Spider-Man. And I do also love Spider-Man a lot. And the thing about Spider-Man that Spence brought up was that, you know, he wasn't born with his powers. And through his story, he learns things like, you know, obviously the death of Uncle Ben was a big lesson for him, but also the death of Gwen Stacy was another one where he had to learn how to be very careful with his powers because that wasn't enough to save someone that was really close to him. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar, this was a really important lesson for Spider-Man because uh, Gwen Stacy actually died from the injuries of the impact of him trying to save her. Um, and so when he tried, she was falling and he tried to, you know, web her. And she, I think she maybe broke her neck in the impact of being like stopped abruptly. And then from then, yeah, the snapback. So yeah, then the from that back, point on, Spider-Man always yeah. does like kind of like a swooping uh, motion whenever he tries to save anyone. Um, and I love that you could see, you know, the growth in the characters that way. And the thing about Superman is, yes, he was born with these powers. And so, of course, you know, throughout his childhood, throughout, you know, his teenage years, he learned how to hold back. He learned how to control um and so that is also why the Snyderverse doesn't make any sense because in an interview he mentioned um, or he was asked, why is there so much destruction? And he goes, well, these are gods amongst men. How could there not be destruction? I was like, well, yes, there is always going to be destruction, right? Especially when villains are coming whose purpose is to destroy the planet. But you're talking about, you know, a being who has spent all of his life amongst mankind hiding amongst us and you're telling me that he doesn't yeah. know how to control every single ounce of his strength like he has been all of his life um and i think the other thing that you know you could say about clark and his psyche and you know why he tries so hard to be good and you know not be overly cocky and not to you know dominate everyone with his powers is because he grew up alone like yes he had a very loving family um but he he was different he was the only alien on this planet from krypton he didn't know anything about his parents and so and he was different from all of his peers and he had to hide that and i think that loneliness is you know something that he has always had to fight and he's constantly trying to be good and to constantly try to fit in so that he feels like he belongs that he, so he doesn't feel like he's standing out too much that makes yeah that, that actually makes a lot of sense especially because if you if you're if you as a person could stand out so much it has to, you have to temper that ego right spence in order to not be so to stand out in that stand out in a world that's always going to notice you and you just want to fit in and you just want to be like everyone else so you want to be like you want to be basically invisible 
and just but notice just like everyone else as a normal person and you're you're and then in order to get that attention that you want you're going to have to use these powers but then you're having to train yourself not to like to fight that ego to want those kind of that that attention because it basically be a reflection badly for your family so like looking at what he was had to do as a teenager because at a teenager's level you want attention then whether it's like I want to be, I want just attention for all my good grades. No, I want attention for like all the, how good I am at sports. I want attention for how good I dance. Right. So like, there's all these people want attention. Like, even if you're the nerdiest kid to the basically most athletic, you want attention. And for him, he had to basically not want any of it. Right. He's basically in his youth, Jesus, right? Like he, he's, he is Jesus. (laughs) He's Jesus in his youth. Um, And then he hits, it's like he should have been crucified, um, but the like he, right. he, he it didn't happen. Um, and I mean, even in, in Snyder's world, he came back to life after being dead, right? Um, and so, was that death experience? Did that pivot him to be this unbridled Superman, which is not Superman? No, he is no longer. It's like zombie Superman because that is not uh, who Superman is. He is like you're saying. He got through. I mean, I'm thinking you're, you as you're talking, I'm like, who when does a character show more restraint in their youth than in in adulthood? Is it it's yeah, like it's right? like even does, like, OK, right? I'm he thinking does. of like zombie shows, right? Or, or vampire shows of a young vampire yeah. is is that that's when they quote unquote historically. Right. The idea is that they are the most bloodthirsty. Right. And that ego as youth, I mean, not I don't I don't know one person who can say like they've gone through school where it's like, "Mm, I totally just laid down my ego and um, and 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 walked on water. Right. Jesus. Right. Like, I mean, this idea or or whoever kind of uh, colloquial you prescribe to. uh, That's who Superman is in his youth. He is this um, powerful being uh, that that can is bridled right like it, it can it can is composed has maturity beyond the, his, his years uh he doesn't know where he's from at that point uh and then as he learns it, it just kind of solidifies the power that he's been given and the blessing that he's been given as he's found out that his uh his whole existence pre, like everybody else who's like him is pretty much been ex- exterminated right um which Tal, you want to? Uh, we're gonna give away a shirt. <laughs> so, and yeah, so well, I think like what you're talking about, Tag. It's interesting you say that because like you know when you like when you go back to Smallville, they technically did crucify him, and then uh, you know they put him on the little scarecrow thing, which is almost kind of simple mm. symboliz- symbolization of what you're suggesting. And um, yeah, and then you know in the comics, this was kind of like a big huge run of like you know dying, dying and coming back, right? Obviously, it's done differently in the comics than it's done in the Snyderverse, There's... but he does definitely come back. And I think like, um, and he's probably one of the one characters that has probably done it with such, uh, s- such like fanfare, right, Tal? Like over, like now it becomes a joke of how many people, how many characters die and come back. But I think super, like, when it came down to Superman dying, it was a big thing. Like you know, in the '90s, it was a huge, huge thing for Superman to die. Um, which is uh, people still think that comics worth to something, but they made like nothing. <laughs> like they made like, oh, we're gonna like how we're gonna we're gonna sell a trillion of these. Yeah. Well, comics. I mean, the so, thing about um, Superman yeah. is yeah. that honestly, 
he's just so powerful. Like, even though, you know, you might have some heroes that, you know, the Flash, for example, who his power is super speed. Um, and there has well, Martian Manhunter can take out. Superman. He's tough. Well, he's tough. And he could probably, tough. you know, Martian do something Manhunter with his psyche either. to make him weak. Um, you know, there's a, a, a really funny comic panel in one of the flashes um, where, you know, Flash and Superman are racing each other. Um, and Superman tells him, like, you know, I beat you every year at our, these charity events. Like, don't think you can outrun me. And the Flash is just like, Clark that was for charity. And then he just booms right past him. And so, I mean, like, he's not <laughs> the best at everything. The thing about him is that he has everything. That combination yeah. of every single power is what makes him so powerful. And I think that is also the reason why, you know, the death of Superman is just like, how is this possible? If Superman dies, then why, how is there any hope for anyone else? Um, yeah, I think that's what they tried to hit on, right? Like, yeah, yeah and Superman I mean, I, one last thing. The interesting but. thing about Superman, right, is that he, he only has one weakness or two weaknesses, his humanity and kryptonite. And I think that, you know, with him being so strong and powerful and the reason why we need him to be honestly good is that that's the only way he can really have a weakness. Um, his, you know his strong sense of justice, his refusal to cross any lines, um, and the fact that he has to literally tiptoe every single day of his life to make sure he doesn't destroy anything is what makes Superman who he is. Um, I mean, there's the reason why he has his fortress of solitude, right? Because of that loneliness of the, the knowing that no matter what, he could potentially destroy anyone. I mean, it's it's something that comes up in the comics a lot. There's always, a, you know, a storyline that pops up a lot where he and Lois try to have kids or Lois wants to have kids. And there's this question of like, is this even possible? Am I going to hurt you? You know, we don't know what happens when you mix like Kryptonian and human DNA. He's so afraid of who he is. And because of that, that's what makes him so good. And that's what's missing. I, I feel like this entire episode is just me saying, like, I hate the Snyderverse. It makes no sense. What? <laughs> well, and that's a, well, that's a good. That's a, but that's what's the, but that's what's happening right now, right? So people want this version back. They this like they want this Michael Bay to be this this generation's Michael Bay to take over like this to, to run the helm of this thing. When we're looking at the fact that he he kind of knows the characters, right? But then he also doesn't like he's also he wants them to be darker and he wants it to be rated R and he wants all these things. And there's certain characters that don't don't seem to thrive in that. You can see Batman doing that, and that's probably fine because that's Batman, right? And people want to see Batman like that because you're looking at somebody who has the, his rogues gallery is probably the most dangerous in the goddamn world. So therefore, you're looking at Bat Batman can kind of slide into that role, but Superman can't, right? And that's the thing is what you have to have that you have to have that line drawn um, for certain characters where like he doesn't seem to understand them as much as he thinks he does. And I, and I'm not saying I do, but I just know that I've been I've grown up with him to know what I like about the character, what I still like about the character and what I know I don't like about the character. And I do understand that all these characters are immortal and to the point where they do need to grow with what society changes in order to still survive. 
So I understand that he does need to change, but I just don't think he needs to change into a darker person in order to be viable, right? Like Cap still does all these things that he's doing. Cap doesn't kill people. Cap doesn't go and like, he doesn't go and cut people's heads off. He doesn't do any of these things and people love Cap, right? <laughs> and, they, and they hate the fake version of Cap that's out right now. They hate him so much, right? So it's like, that's that's the, that's like you could still have somebody like soup like who who the yeah. Christopher Reeves version is that is still viable in this day and it gives and it's something that like as as humans that get angry get emotional it's somebody we should strive to be like instead of wanting him to be angry and destroy things it's like like being able to resist that that base anger when we're getting like ran off the road or. We're having a bad day and somebody spills coffee on you and not to throw something in their face. Like the, those are all these like basic little things that you have to strive to be better than and above. And he seems to be able to do it without even knowing he's doing it. And um, and I think that's what that's the beauty of of this character and who he, who he is and who he should be congratulated for instead of being like, no, I want him to just tear someone's head off. Yeah. <laughs> like no i don't i don't want to see that from him right you can see that from batman but yeah, not i mean not that's from, definitely what makes from, him great and you know speaking of things that you love new do you know what other things people really love getting free stuff <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so we're starting a new thing okay here. well we're Let's gonna start sliding in some just trivia questions throughout the episode we are going to ask a question, a trivia question related to the episode, maybe related to something else. And we're looking for the first couple people to get back to us uh, and you will win a free shirt. So. Based yeah. on this theme's uh, Hermes shirt that we, we release every month, uh, we do a different theme shirt based on the character Pancakes from Union Street Choir. She, she draws a different version of the logo. And so we do uh, every month we have a different theme and we make a shirt of it. And we're So you can email pancakes at hermesrepair.com. Uh, and this month, it, the, our question is related to Superman. What is the name of the Kryptonian city Brainiac Bottled? So what is the name of the Kryptonian city Brainiac Bottled? Let us know. Email us at pancakes at hermesrepair.com. So um, it's interesting, too. It's it's almost like we're going to do an episode on this in the future, but it's almost like we've gotten into this Superman that is this cancel culture version of Superman, right? Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's this guy <laughs> yeah, that yeah, we don't, sure. people want to... Uh, they, they It's like they feel like they're so internally... Uh, just distraught that they have to start spitting and cussing and 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 pointing the finger uh rather than controlling their own composure uh it's no i need to be able to yell and do what i want and have freedom of speech right i think you know and i think that's the tipping point right so we're looking at like malcolm gladwell's tipping point right <laughs> so, so we're getting to the point where like when everybody's too, too sensitive and everybody's get, getting hurt their feelings are getting hurt by everything you're going to get to a point where it's a tipping point where everybody stops giving a shit and it just tips over and nobody cares anymore about your sensitivity and the thing is the more sensitive you get the more likely that tip that's going to tip even harder 
right? Because it gets get to the point where you're just getting like everybody from like you know South Park guys and in droves now. Everybody's doing South Park now because Which they just don't care it, about your. I feelings, mean, going you know? to so, the idea of Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell's talking to strangers, you have that we we don't want to understand what other people are feeling and going through. Right. You don't want to have that conversation. Well, why is this person having a hard time driving down the road? I, I had a dude today who's like about ready to run a red light. And I was like, man, that, I mean, there are some people in this world that they're just on one and they don't care. Right. And so I was like, mm, you could start yeah. some beef with those yeah. type of people or you can be like compassionate and be like, man, I, I understand something's going on, like something's hard with because that it's that yeah. so, we, I mean, yeah. in, we've it's, gone we've in some ways there's a soften, softening of, of our culture. But at the same time, it's like we are so like we have a really firm uh, front to ourselves that it's like mm, that that idea of, oh, you you crossed me. I'm going to mess you up. Yeah, so I think what we're trying to say here is be more yes. like Christopher Reeves. Ultimately, Superman. I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> having that composure, having that compassion. Um, but what I mean, what do we want to see modern Superman looking like? What is our Tao? Go for it. What do we What do we want to see, Tao? In the in the in the in the 2022, because we Superman, I mean, like we're gonna have to pivot out of this ver current version <laughs> yeah. of Superman. Because there's already been a movie made, so <laughs> next next one that Tao you, that that Tao yeah. is directing, what is Superman look like? You don't want to see anything I direct. It's probably going to be really boring. Like Superman does laundry. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's 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 knitting. You know, I think she like Superman saves saves all the cats. Yeah. In the, well, in, I mean, in, in, in I, I want him to go back to being good. You know, one of my favorite more recent Superman storylines is actually uh, what is it called? Superman versus the KKK. Where, you know, yeah, where he just, he goes and he's, he's not fighting some like extraterrestrial. He's, he's fixing the evil that is around him. Right. Um, and that's the thing. Like, I don't think earth could still exist if Superman and the rest of the Justice League had to battle like big villains every single week. There has to be some smaller things that he does. Right. And so, you know, I think I, I would like to see him deal with some of the, I guess, some of the after effects of what he's done, kind of going back to who he was before, maybe going to therapy, who knows, um, and just kind of maybe facing the fact that he has become a symbol of something that he never liked before, right? How do you, how do you come to terms with that and how do you change that? And how do you, well, how do you like become a symbol and then not want that kind of that that kind of attention in some kind of level where now it's becoming something you cannot like handle? Like because even like there's there's scenes like, for instance, in lo lots of versions of him where he like finally is getting down to take a go to sleep. Right. He gets in bed and he's laying down the cartoon versions, comic book versions. And all of a sudden, like he hears a siren. And he just jumps up and he goes. And then you've seen the same version in Superman, which is obviously a very, 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 very much a teenage version of Superman in general. So like because uh, Pete's a lot younger than Clark. So the thing is, it's kind of like that same idea where he still he doesn't get to sleep and he's constantly trying to do the thing. And he's constantly trying to save everyone, realizing he can't save everyone. And But he does his best to try to save absolutely everyone 
and then except for himself. So like him going to therapy would be him trying to like understand that he cannot be everywhere at once with all the super speed, with all the with all the powers. He still can't be in every spot at one time, and then the thing is like coming to terms with like he, he has. I mean, to we haven't we haven't talked out, about right? it, right? Go but it, he his arch nemesis is Lex Luthor, right? And we we haven't talked about him at all, and and that psychology it would almost be right. perfect for Lex to come back and be like, man, you really helped me out. You've really done some good work for me, and I appreciate that. <laughs> would you like to join teams? Because it right. seems like we're headed down that route, and there's an awakening of of for him a right. psychological awakening, like. I mean, our society stigmatizes mental health in a lot of ways. Right. And, and so it's like, oh, we, we're OK with somebody raging, but we're not OK with them, like pulling back and actually treating their mind. And I think that may, I mean, that is a, an exceptional idea Tal, right? Like where he is, he is treating his mind. Yeah. He is psychologically kind of like, I got to reset. Um, I've been a zombie. I've died a few times. Uh, some people that matter to me hurt or have died uh, and, and i'm able to pivot and be like i need i need some help right and maybe it is uh somebody that matters to him that comes along uh maybe it's a completely new character that we don't know of or that somebody that, like wonder woman helps him work through some things um, because there's an existing relationship there but there needs to be some some like mentorship uh and some kind of reconciliation with who the the path that you're right the path that he's gone down where he would never be okay if Lex Luthor was doing these things, but he's okay that he's doing them. I think that that's that that would be a good modern day, and it's teaching people that like that mental health it is not it's not this is it doesn't need to be stigmatized. It's okay, people it's okay. can mentally struggle and they can make right. bad choices and they can pivot and refine who they are without coping in in terrible ways and tearing down the people around them or go using drugs and alcohol or whatever. Right. They're not just that would be an awesome Superman doubt it's going to happen. But well, and it's perfect because, you know, yeah, going back to what we talked about earlier about the pairing of Batman and Superman and how Batman's strength is he thinks of every scenario. He plans out everything. He's 10 steps ahead. And the thing about Superman, kind of like what um, New mentioned in the comic that he was or the cartoon that he saw, you know, Superman doesn't have to really think things through all that much, right? He has all these powers that he can, you know, brute force his way through if he needed to. And I think that's one of his weaknesses. It's the reason why Lex Luthor is able to, to mess with him so much is that Lex can kind of lead him down a path that he did not realize he was going down. So, you know, this is, would be a perfect opportunity for, you know, Batman, who's not the most mentally stable person, uh, superhero out there but someone who does actually stops and thinks about what he does um and kind of like mentoring him in that way and showing him like here are the things that you need to do you can't just blindly like react to things you have to think about this and that yeah yeah so no, honestly in a snyder cut version of an older batman mentoring a younger superman would have been really good this kind of way Right, in order to kind of like temperament him from these, 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 the pitfalls that Batman fell into at a younger age, and then mentoring a new, a younger Superman into understanding that he has to think about things before he acts. There's consequences for doing and not thinking, 
right? So like it's it's like thinking about what you're gonna do before you do it, because if you don't, either could be like you're gonna be cleaning up a lot of messes, and those are type of things that Batman could have been showing him with like mentoring a younger Superman if Zach's not if if Michael I like Bay you said was Michael Bay, uh, they're just the same person to you. But um, well, also if you think about the Snyder Cut Batman, he clearly also doesn't care very much about destruction because he's probably looking at the rest of the Justice League and is just thinking, well, if you get to do this, then I get to blow stuff up too. Um, and then really quick, going back to what you were saying about, you know, yeah, yeah. Clark just waking up every night because he hears uh, he hears some sort of crime happening. Well, clearly that's not a problem with Snyder, because the Snyder cut version, yeah. because he's right across the river from Gotham. And you know there are sirens and crime every single night. <laughs> he never goes over there. And he never goes over there. <laughs> He never goes to, over there. He's all well, because that 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 scary Batman guy's there, and I don't want to go over there because he's scary, you know. So um, no, I think there's a lot there's a lot of great things there. I think in a modern day super like a new Superman, there should be a lot more. Like I love like I'm a big advocate of like what we talked about before, Spence. I think like well, like I still will say it again. I think psychology needs to be a course that has been taught in middle school upwards, right? Um, and that's just to understand your emotions as a person and who you are and why you're upset and why things are bothering you. And I think it should be a required class, like a health class, but for like longer period of time. So these kids can understand. Well, what I think too, they're, why they're out over an extended period of time, right? Because you you would be able to process. I mean, like I'm teaching a leadership class now and a lot of that stuff I do, like some of the kids have been like, well, can we do more leadership stuff? But I'm trying to get them to understand uh exactly right like i'm trying to get them to understand psychological traits right um how are they doing with uh their own calm are they able to kind of like pay attention and calm themselves down when they need to um how what's their confidence look like are they able to kind of like navigate their confidence in spaces where they're not the most like not the best at something right Uh, where they struggle uh, so getting kids to think about that also, I, I like, I've realized in going through my second term with this, with a group is I want to get this idea of self-deception, right? Where we look as a society, individuals really look to at other people as objects rather than people. And then we also, uh, will look at what somebody else does and we start making that list of all the reasons all the ways that they are wrong and then all the ways that we are right and that it just creates this idea of self-deception like we're we we know the truth of something but we start creating an alternate reality to justify our own beliefs and our own stationary rather than being like you know what i messed up let me own that and let's let's kind of repair and 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 find that a way to work together yeah like yeah like learn from like you know like forgive yourself for the mistakes you make other like being able to kind of just openly admit you made a mistake and then go like i'm gonna learn from that and move forward right and so that so that that kind of mistake doesn't happen again and i think you can apply that to you know both these characters superman and batman where they both have a thing like like you're like when you look at Batman, he can't even he can't even process the idea of knowing who his parents who killed his parents because he feels like he'll stop being Batman. Like they're emotionally jacked up. All these guys, yeah, they may be gods, right, Zack Snyder, but they obviously are 
they're so human that they can't even see past their own like their own humanity in order to kind of like to be better versions of themselves right it's like like the martha thing come on man like that's like you're so emotionally broken and you're like 50 years old and you're still like carrying that (laughs) so it's like and those are the things i i do think that's a great version i'm i'm with you tao i think like superman processing his 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 human traits to to understand them more and to understand people around him is kind of like the um and then kind of like looking into that that idea of like that like like looking at buddhism and understanding that nobody's not suffers and you can't save everyone right and you got to be okay with like you got to be okay with that instead of like emotionally beating yourself up or getting to the point where you break your sound down so much like a like a cop or a firefighter that's constantly working overtime until you just blow up on everyone because you have no no sleep no recovery no, like mechanisms. no anything no support nothing yeah. right and you just and you just crumble right so the last thing you need is somebody like superman crumbling because of being overworked right and then so i think that's a really really brilliant idea but yeah i think um such a nice jewish boy <laughs> did you ever watch the christopher reeves version when he's on the well at the, at the very beginning of superman the movie he's coming up niagara fall and there's a there's a lady remember that, like but i'll have to nice <laughs> <laughs> i remember seeing that as a kid and I, I was like oh my god because obviously we're looking at the creators right jerry siegel and joe schuster who are like um they're like was superman was made during the great depression and these two guys made him up and actually were able to sell it off and actually have a paying gig by by working on their creation like week to week for a publication and i think that's like it's huge um to be able to do something like that and i think they're all there um and to be able to give this gift to the entire world you know forever and hopefully we'll see a better version and a more a, a more a more a, a, like a, a version that we all deserve of the man we call superman what are we thinking for offerings this week this episode um well for my offering um just because you know Again, I'd love for Superman to go back to being good, right? Because that's, that's both his strength and his weakness. It's how he works in the universe. Um, but personally, I really, really love reading What If comics where everything is just completely messed up. Um, so my offering is a comic called Superman Red Sun. It is a, a pretty popular What If comic. Um, which asks the question of what if Superman was raised in the Soviet Union? It's a com- yeah, it's a completely different version of Cold Superman, War, yeah. you know. And um, I think that looking at these like extreme versions of him kind of brings you back in understanding why he has been created and developed the way that he is um, and why that works. So yeah, Superman Red Sun. Uh, so, you know, uh, like as far as like I, what I love about Superman, some of like what Tao brought up early was a Superman animated series. Obviously, I think Superman animated series is not as good as Batman animated series. Batman's really good. Um, but I would say like I would recommend the Justice League, um, the Justice League show that came after both of those shows that included the same animation from Bruce Timm and the same writers. And I think though that version of seeing Superman within a group 
shows kind of like still has a lot of that um, character and a lot of that is and kind of leads up into Justice League Unlimited, which is also fantastic. And you can see Superman uh, in that as well. And he's still just great in all of them. I think at the end, I think one of my offerings is going to be a clip of this uh, speech that Superman did at the very end of Justice League Unlimited when Darkseid shows up and Superman does this really cool speech of explaining to Darkseid about like, him living in a world of paper and what he's going to do to him now. <laughs> so it's like, and it kind of goes through a whole really, really cool iconic speech that to this day, I still remember it and it's great. So I'll probably put both that series are, I mean, all four of them up. are amazing. And yeah, definitely justice league and justice league unlimited, not just for Batman and Superman, but it does a really great job exploring all the other members of the justice league as well. Anything by Thich Nhat Hanh. Right. Like uh, just understanding the moment that you're in, understanding being present uh, also with that. Right. Like m you may or may not have Masterclass as like an, a program, uh, the website. But John Kabat-Zinn does a uh, teaching series on mindfulness and meditation, which is just kind of understanding where you're at in a, in a given moment, in that moment that you're in uh, and actually exploring that idea of being present in a, in a in a given second and then being able to kind of move forward through that with lens right where you you can be aware of what you're doing instead of just going through the motions whether it's like you go to work to get home to go to bed to go to work right like that that cycle of living um opening up and detaching yourself from the matrix and and, and actually like living right so i would say Anything work by Thich Nhat Hanh, and then also uh, checking out John Kabat-Zinn. Uh, and if you, I have some passes, guest passes on Masterclass. So if you ever hit me up, I could get that to you. Awesome. And I think, you know, and then again, just to kind of to jump on that, Vince, I think that's amazing because I think like enough, not a lot of us take the time to just acknowledge our surroundings on our day-to-day -day, right and i think like we're such in a rush to get this and do like do that cycle that you never just look up and notice like a bird singing you never notice like at least like how the clouds look you just don't take a second to just like you know what they say stop and smell the flowers right and i think those are like those beautiful th moments that you can kind of take advantage of that makes life beautiful in, in, in some kind of small way and I think that's a big thing about like me and Spencer were talking about the movie Soul which is that that is kind of like uh, the new one from Pixar which kind of just kind of really hits home on like what life is it's not about all these different things it's all about like these little moments that make life worth living you know continue to learn from your experiences and explore beyond your boundaries music by Quest Eons Produced by DJ Crumb, production by 